Well, hey, everybody. It is still sober with John Raven. If you're a sober person, hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. Welcome. I have some things to do uh, for sure. I Man, what a week. Of course, I've got uh, an unexpected bunch of things to do at work, and um, and that's. But on top of all that, I'm I'm headlining at my club, and I started at the Velveeta Room this weekend. Uh, one show Friday, two shows Saturday, and so <clears throat> I'm definitely got to work on uh, going over my set and blah 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 blah. Um, I think I said last week. I'm like, I'm going to really be casual um, because that's who I am now. Just kind of just be, all right, here we go. And on to the next bit. Well, uh, we'll see. I'll get a lot of energy once um, once I get up there. Plus, my buddy who's running the club is hosting the show. Um, so it's, it's, it's almost like the show is going to be for... Um, we're going to be performing for each other, for two people. It shows for two people. Um, however, it should be entertaining. There's going to be other comedians there. Um, I'm interested. I'm, I'm definitely curious. Also, I'm, you know, I want the money, but I'm really excited for the show as well. But it got me thinking about, I've talked on and off about comedy here and there, but I haven't really just kind of sat there and just uh, um, vented a little bit about it. And so I'm going to do that briefly here, and then I'm going to go. Um, everything else is, uh, I, I do want to, uh, side note, I did have a, uh, uh, an, a not a negative, but not a good, I had a very, uh, roller coaster of uh, emotions today at work and um, to where everything worked out fine. And it was, so it was one of those days that I, after, after it was all said and done that I feel like I uh, got worked up and concerned about deadlines and getting things done and it's all going to work out. And I really should have uh, taken it a little bit more easy and not worked myself up, up about it. And it felt like, looking back, a little bit like temporary insanity. It's strange. It was like, holy shit, why did I freak out so much? And it was just like a lot of uh, pressure. And it, it's, it's interesting when you go through a thing and you realize that you were basically the cause of all the stress. Like you, that you could have taken it from a different angle, from a different perspective, and had the same day but felt different about it, a lot better about it. So, but it is, um, the, I will say this, that I have progress. This is progress to me. Progress is noticing that having enough uh, self-awareness to realize, oh, I did that. I was the irritable one and I was doing that to myself versus like, the perspective of seeing it from that angle is what is why you had that kind of a day. But then afterwards going, Oh, I saw that incorrectly. Maybe tomorrow I'll work on 
being seeing it from a different perspective and maybe you know work on it versus having a shitty day coming home blaming everybody for it everybody's an idiot everybody's an asshole which some days i feel that that is the case but today i realized that it wasn't that everybody was an idiot and or an asshole i was the asshole to me um and i think that that's Shows growth. Growth from what? I don't know. But that's something that you say when you're like, hey, I learned something today. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to improve on that. And, uh, and maybe I will. Probably not. But I feel like I will. And feeling is half the battle. I guess knowing is the other half. I don't know. But I feel like I, I feel like I grew that today. Um, more or less, it, it's it, it was just a uh, it was just a Tuesday. People hate Mondays. Tuesdays are whew. like at least Monday you can be shell shocked for the weekend. Tuesday you got you already had one day in the office, so you're already starting a routine, but you're not halfway through. So it's like it's a it's a it's it's a little bit more of a desperate day, I think. But tomorrow, tomorrow's the halfway point. It is hump day. That is a real thing. And that's tomorrow. So it will be better. That's, uh, that's what I think. So let's talk about comedy, shall we? Boy, there sure are a lot of comedians out there. And by comedians, I mean, air quotes, comedians. That is people who are doing open mics people who are doing a show in a bar or a coffee shop or a laundromat or a convenience store or the patio of a restaurant or somebody's backyard um, or in the middle of a park uh, without a permit. And typically they're doing the show of a friend of theirs who's also doing comedy, who has as little experience as they do, but they started a show. So that gives them a little bit of cred. And then you start a show and then you're like, Hey, if you book me on your show, I'll book you on my show. And then it's the same groups, people doing each other's shows for very few people. Um, making little to no money. Um, it's like, but they get a little bit of money and they're like, Hey, I'm a professional. I got paid $5 today. Yay. And that is basically it. Now you continue to do this and hopefully over time you get better. Um, however, you wouldn't know how little or long somebody has been doing it based on their social media. Maybe they've been doing comedy five days, but they've already got Instagram and TikTok, and they're already posting clips on TikTok because while they don't have any, a, an act at all, they at least have, they at least they're savvy with video and editing skills. And, uh, and you really can't tell. 
um, I have been doing comedy for 27 years. Uh, not counting the talent shows and stuff I did as a kid in which I did stand up some, uh, mostly other people's uh, jokes like Stephen Wright. Um, when I was a kid, but, uh, I eventually started writing my own, but, uh, doing it in a comedy club, I started at the Velveeta room in 1996. Um, the week after Halloween. So I've been doing it 27 years on and off. There's been a couple of, I had a little bit of, I didn't do a whole lot of comedy when I was in rehab (laughs) or when I was a, um, a, um, heavy drug user. So there was, there were some breaks, six months in jail, didn't do a whole lot of standup, but I'm doing a lot. And, uh, I don't consider myself a great comedian. I consider myself a pretty good comedian. I'm very funny. I have a poor work ethic. I was way more interested in drinking and doing drugs than I was into really, really working comedy. I was doing comedy all the time, but I wasn't really doing it. I wasn't doing, um, at the time, you know, I was basically confining myself to about three or four different, uh, the same, same venues, because that's what I was comfortable doing. I liked performing for bands. Right. Um, but I didn't, uh, I should have, I should have gotten on the road more than I did. I should have tried, I should have done uh, comedy clubs that I hated just so that you get used to doing your act in front of not your audience. I had a very particular audience. And and if you just perform in front of your particular audience, you, you kind of narrow who you can do, you know, who you can perform for and what you can do. But I had a really good time. And the thing about it is, is that I finally got into a point where I, I know who I am. I don't give a shit about, um, furthering a career or trying to evolve in that much in a, uh, like career wise with, with comedy. That's not a, it's, it's gone back to like my art going back to that kind of this thing that, you know, part hobby, part, um, art, you know, artistry. And, and I hope to, uh, depending on if the desire is there to continue to move it towards um, performing for people starting recovery or about to start recovery. Because that's that I, I tend to write more jokes related to that more recently. And also that kind of sensibility, that kind of sense of humor that, um, that drug addicts, <laughs> the ex-junkies really kind of have about stuff. And uh, also, I want to move towards that because I'm, I'm tired of uh, playing the same kinds of clubs that I've played, same kind of bars, um, especially since that age, that's the whole thing. You turn 50 and you turn around and you're like, okay, the comedians that are performing in these areas are a lot younger. They're in their twenties, some are in their thirties, but see the, the natural progression is, is if you evolve and you really work at it, 
you're going to get to the next level and you're doing other stuff. You don't, you don't keep doing these kind of rooms. So I've, uh, I've almost, I've definitely aged out. Also, I just don't have the tolerance for it. Um, but I am playing this weekend because it's my club because it's my home club. It's on sixth street, which is, uh, annoying, but, uh, um, there's a good chance I may not perform there again. At least I say that, I, you know, I get booked, I get offered, you know, Hey, do you want to do a spot? Um, and I'll go, is there money? There is money and I'll go do it. But, uh, you know, I, I still have that in me. I will still do things for money, uh, to a point. But, uh, anyway, I'm getting off track. The thing about comedy is that it's, it had this surge because we were all kind of, uh, you know, after the, uh, the pandemic, we were all inside. We were all, there's like this tension that, that's been building and everything. And people just want to, um, they're like, you know, they just want to laugh. And they started uh, 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 this, it has a huge audience now comedy. So there's a lot of comedians trying to tap into that. Um, Rogan moves to Austin. So all these other comedians move to Austin. All these wannabe comedians move to Austin because they think if I move to Austin, you know, this is like the new LA. I don't have to go to LA because I'm not trying to get a sitcom that, that doesn't exist anymore. I'm not trying to get into movies. I'm not an actor. I want to do stand up. And Rogan spent all his money on an amazing club. So they all move here. So the whole scene changes here. Uh, before he moved here, there was, um, the scene here was kind of stagnant, kind of comfortable. Um, the, a tad wokey, kind of irritable, kind of irritated, just irritating, just kind of a real, if you remember like the 2016 to like 2018, 19, kind of this, this attitude of, you know, we gotta, you know, we gotta fight Trump and that kind of mindset and you know, call people out and it's this whole thing. And it was just, it was, ugh. jokes weren't great. And Austin was very, um, and it still is. There's just an undertow, uh, this undertone of, of, you know, you, you come here to pretend to be an artist, not to create good art. It's not about the work here. It's about the image. You know, it's about uh, pretending to be. And then now, there still is a lot of that. I can still feel it. I mean, this, this, I don't know that this city will change. But there's this other kind of side, and it kind of balanced out because you got got a lot of uh, um, people who want to fight against that whole kind of they're anti-woke if you will and um so it's irritating because there's three kinds of comedy there's woke comedy there's anti-woke comedy and then there's funny comedy always strive for the third one you just want a comedian to, that tells jokes and bits wants to make you laugh doesn't they're not they didn't pick a team that doesn't interest them. They like poking fun at whatever they like poking fun at. I like making fun of stupid people 
and then turning around and making fun of myself. I actually make fun of myself more, but I do make fun of other people. Um, you know, it's just, just pointing it out. Then pointing the finger back at me a lot. Because I did a lot of self-destruction and made it out alive. So all of that self-destruction is kind of funny now. If you love comedy, if you like comedy, here's what I would suggest doing. Um, just follow the comedians that you like. That's the best way to see comedy. Don't go to a comedy show if you recognize no names on there. That's unless you just generally like comedy and you like it new and you like it bad and you like it getting better and you like it pretty good. Like otherwise, you know, I would, I would just go to shows. Like I, I would only watch people that I know I am not, but that's cause I'm old. I, I've hit, you know, also when you do comedy for so long, you tend to not like comedy. Like you only like, it's the same thing as like, like Austin was 30 years ago. There's bands everywhere. There's nothing but bands. There was very, there's a, was a couple of comedy shows. There's maybe four comedy shows in a week in the whole city. And the rest of it was, to, I mean, there's just bands, there's just bands playing in every bar every club and most of them were not great they were just bands they were just there and just background noise and that's kind of what comedy is today there's a whole lot of not great you got to really i don't know you you pick what you like and what you got to watch out for is you got to watch out for people who think that they're edgy if they try to be edgy, they're not going to be funny. You got to watch out for people who do crowd work. You got to notice just if people are working the crowd and you've never heard of them before, but they're all like, Hey, so what do you do? And they start talking to the crowd. It means they have no fucking jokes. They're terrible at writing bits. Their material is weak and they're just trying to fill, especially if they're going up there for eight minutes they're going up for an eight to 10 minute set and they're doing crowd work. That's fucking sad. It's bad. It's bad to do crowd work when you're only going to be on stage for eight to 10 minutes. That seems like a problem. You should really be using that eight to 10 minutes to work on that material. You've been supposedly writing over the past few weeks and you finally got the gig to work on the material. That being said, Maybe I'll do some crowd work this weekend. I will not. No, I won't. I don't like it. Not good at it. Not against it. That is the direction that a lot of it's going. I'm just telling you that a lot of people are trying to do crowd work when they're new. And that's really, crowd work is really for people who are seasoned veterans, names that you recognize, and they need to get some clips to put on uh TikTok and Instagram and they don't want to burn any new jokes that they're that they've been writing. They're saving those for their special. So they'll do crowd work in order to get clips. Um Yeah. So that's 
that's what, yeah. And I can, and that's the thing is that I'm comfortable enough to know what I like and, uh, and when it's time to, you know, this is the direction that newer comics are going. This is what people are, are kind of getting into with their short attention span. They don't want to sit there for a whole bit and, or a themed show or uh, anything like that. They, you know, who interact with me, you know, I, I have the attention span to pay attention for maybe two to three minutes. So I realize that that's, that that's what people are, are into and uh, not a fan. Yeah. It's, it's probably why I only listen to people uh, as old or older than me uh, doing comedy and uh, very, very narrow taste of comedy that I, that I pay attention to now. Um, but like, but that being said, if you, if you like comedy, great, just know that just cause somebody has a special, it doesn't mean they're good. You're going to see a lot of people who, you, you know, there's a lot of people who are great at podcasting and are terrible on stage. I'm great at telling jokes and I'm, um, subpar at podcasting, which is why I don't have anybody on here. I don't, I don't, I don't want to pretend to be interested and to interact with somebody else. I get it's, it's me. This is just, uh, like I said, this is for me. So, but, uh, understand that if somebody's great on a podcast, that doesn't mean that their, their act is good. Um, you should always do research on somebody before you go see them. And also pay attention to what else they're doing because a lot of comedians will have a good special and then they start exploding. They start, uh, they've got a TV show, they've got a podcast network, they've got, uh, they're developing a movie. And then you see their next hour and it's not good. It's not good because they haven't been putting all their effort into just comedy. They're in doing multiple things and also a family. And you're like, man, what happened? Life happened. They tried to take on too much and uh, just know that, you know, that's going to happen. So um, always kind of pay. Yeah, I would always research the comedian before you go because. And I know there's going to be people this weekend when they see me, they're going to they're going to start with me. And then about 10 to 15 minutes in, they're going to be like, mm, I don't think he's uh, going to change. I'm not. If you don't like it after 10 to 15 minutes, he's not, they're not changing. They're not going to spend the next 15 to 30 minutes all of a sudden kicking into a new gear, change completely, and then you're going to start liking them. You're going to know pretty quick how that's going to go. Uh, don't heckle. Just leave. I mean, you can really just get up and leave. <laughs> or you can sit through it and just, uh, all right, write it out. Just know it's, you know, you're already paying for overpriced drinks and way too expensive food for what you're eating. Um, you might as well write it out, but, um, that's why you do the research first. So you can pick a comedian. You're like, this comedian's great. That way we can sit through the, the opening act that sucks, the middle act. That's fine. And then see the headliner that you want to see. That's what you do. So, well, that's enough. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about it. That's comedy to me. Uh, stillsilverpod at gmail.com for any questions or comments that are positive to neutral. Um, I'll uh, 
talk to you guys next week, let you know how the shows went. All right. Later. Disconnect the telephone line